Thanks, Alice. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Right. How are we doing, everyone? Praise the Lord. If you don't know me, my name's Lee. I'm on the team here, and it's a great joy to be part of this church. And it's a real honour to be here this morning unpacking the scriptures with you as we discover and delve into uh, the life of Lazarus, uh, but more importantly, how Jesus brings life from death. And uh, that's my prayer for each one of us today, that we would know the power and the love and the life of Jesus in our lives. So if you've got a Bible, can you open that up to John chapter 11? John chapter 11, and we're going to be starting at verse 38. This is Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man. By this time, there is a bad odour, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Death from life. So if you are here today for the first time, uh, an extra special welcome to you. You are very, very welcome. Do hang around at the end. Uh, we'd love to get to know you and connect you into the life of the church. But as Ben and Alice already said at the beginning, today is a tri-church Sunday. And the idea is that we expect new people at the beginning of a new term to come and join us, to check us out, to visit us. And so today is a tri-church Sunday. Today is a message where I believe each one of us has the potential to leave these doors today knowing Jesus' love, Jesus' power, and Jesus' life. And you know, this story of Lazarus is a true story. It's profound. And if it's true, as we believe it is, it shows us that Jesus can overcome absolutely anything. Just believe that for yourself, in your heart. Jesus can overcome absolutely anything. There is no emotion, there's no obstacle, there's no sin, there's no sickness, no problem that is too big for him to deal with. He can bring life out of anything. 
So Jesus who moved from death to life can also lead us from death to life. And so, like I said, as we journey through this passage together today, there's going to be three things we focus on. It's Jesus' love, it's Jesus' power, and it's Jesus' life. So let's look at Jesus' love to begin with. You know, this story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead shows us just how much Jesus loved Lazarus. And as it happens, it also tells us just how much Jesus loves us, you and me too. Lazarus has been dead for four days and Jesus is miles away in a different place. But he made this journey to be with Lazarus, his friends and his family because Jesus was deeply moved to be with Lazarus. Not just physically, but emotionally. We only need to look at verse 38 which says Jesus once more deeply moved. He was moved deeply. The unpacking of that phrase, some people believe actually means he bellowed. You know when you grieve so much, when you anger so much that you can feel it in your inner being. That is how much Jesus was deeply moved. But here's the thing. Do you know Jesus is also moved by you? He sees everything you've gone through in your life, everything that has been spoken over you, he knows. Everything that has been done to you, he knows. He knows your fears, your doubts, your failures. Jesus is deeply moved to be with you too. And he wants to stand with you in this moment today. In fact, one of the reasons I think Jesus was moved when he got to the tomb was because he knew that one day he had to go to his own tomb. Jesus was moved because he knew that he would have to lay down his life that he would be hanging on a tree, that he would be buried in a tomb. Do you get it? Jesus was faced with the realisation of his own death, becoming a necessary reality. And Jesus would do that for me and he would do that for you. You see, Jesus was literally moved to death for you, for me, even death on a cross. How glorious is that, that Jesus would do that? His love for you is not weak. His love for you is strong beyond all measure. Jesus' love for you is strong. Secondly, we look at Jesus' power. Jesus has power quite literally over death. Look at verse 39. Jesus commands those who were there to take away the stone. Now, if we were there, we might be thinking, oh my word, please do not remove that stone. Why would you do that? 
Mary, Martha and the crowd must have thought in that instance that Jesus was perhaps mad. Take away the stone. He'd been dead, Lazarus, for four days. You can imagine the stench. Four days dead in a tomb. And look at what Martha says. Maybe something we would have responded exactly in the same way. She says, but Lord. She says, but Lord. Maybe this is something we do say. But Jesus. Maybe you say, but Jesus possibly can't love me. Maybe you say, but Jesus possibly cannot be real because. Maybe you say, Jesus could possibly not be interested in me in the slightest because. But Lord. Now I'm sure Martha was worried about a lot of things in that moment, but she has one very practical concern. Look at the next bit of verse 39. She says, by the, uh, well, by this time, there is a bad odour, for he has been there for days. You see, in this moment, she's believing the reality that actually this situation cannot be rectified. It's humanly impossible, but it's divinely possible. The smell would have been horrendous. Tulua, come to the front for us, brother. Let's give Tulua a round of applause. Woo! Chris, come on, Chris. Let's give Chris a welcome. Now, I want to go for someone next to, this might be a little bit controversial, but it's out of affection and not disrespect. <laughs> Margaret! Yes! My wonderful church warden, Margaret. <laughs> now, here we go. <laughs> Don't read too much into the stench of death over four days, you know. You all smell beautiful. However, in this moment, I just want us to capture something of what that moment might have been like, okay? The stench of death. I've not personally smelt it, but I imagine one of the worst smells I've ever had in my life is when a bottle of fish sauce, which I think is made up of like fish guts and things, spilled in my, in my kitchen cupboard. It was horrendous. So are you up for a little bit of a, a whiff? Right, yeah. yeah? Everyone look at their faces. Are you ready? I'm just going to take it. What's it like? Not terrible. Not terrible? Is it not? Ben nearly passed out this morning. Right, Tolua, are you ready? That's a smell only Jesus could love. Oh, right, there's the sermon. Amen. <laughs> Last but not least, Margaret. Yeah, not nice. Really, how can you like 
Can I just encourage you to walk each other back to your seats in case you, uh, one of you passes out? But seriously, Ben. It, it is not good, is it? It is horrendous, and it's all over my fingers now. Oh, dear. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we don't want the stones in our lives to be moved because we're scared of the stench of it if the stone is moved. The stench of failure, of doubt, of our own mistakes, of the stuff that's happened to us. You see, sometimes it's easier, isn't it? Or we believe it's easier to keep those things locked away, the stone in place, the lid on the jar for no one to ever discover or know about. But you know, when we do that, when we do that, we miss out on the resurrection power of Jesus at work in our lives. We leave the stone in place and we fester. We fester. You see, some of us, we think that the stench in our lives is far too gone for even Jesus to do anything about it. If you're here today and you think you are beyond the miraculous work of Jesus in your life, you need to hear that that is wrong, that it's a lie, that he can do all things. And we've got to ask ourselves, why do we want the stone to remain Jesus, in this situation, can handle what's behind that stone. But Martha perhaps couldn't. She thought Jesus couldn't handle it. Lazarus was dead, for goodness sake. Yet Jesus knows that in order for him to do a miracle, the stone had to be moved. Look at verse 40 of the passage. Jesus said this, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Now the people, obviously, they really wanted to see the glory of God. So not knowing what to expect, what did they do? They took the stone away. They chose to believe in that moment. So let me ask you, do you believe Do you believe my encouragement is for you today to believe? Now, perhaps like Mary, like Martha, the rest of Lazarus' friends who were there, maybe you just need to give Jesus a chance in your life. If you are real Jesus, come into my life. That's maybe an invitation you want to extend to Jesus today. I want you to notice as well how Jesus involves other people in the work of this miracle. Jesus didn't move the stone. The crowd moved the stone. You see, Jesus loves it when he involves us when we say yes to Jesus, to getting involved in bringing resurrection life to other people. Now, if you know me, I like to do a little bit of DIY. I'm not 
entirely professional, that's it. it. Things do go wrong, but I do enjoy it. It's one way I wind down. My garage is basically my living room. I can spend hours in there. And uh, I, I'm often doing like odd random jobs. And occasionally, little Phoebe who's up there in the kids' group, she'll come in and she'll knock on the garage door. Daddy, can I help? And at that moment, I'm like, oh no. No, 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 no. I just want to crack on. I know what I'm doing. And if I invite you to help me in this situation, it could all go a little bit wrong. But I look at her and I say, of course. And in that moment, I know that I could have done it all by myself. I could have probably done it a little bit better. I could have done it quicker. And all those kinds of things. But the joy, actually, for me and for her, is when she partnered with me in that work. You know, God loves it. He loves to use us in his work. He wants to use you in his kingdom work, bringing resurrection life here on earth. And we see this at play, don't we? In many ways here in our own church at St. Thomas's. We only need to look in this beautiful new little pamphlet uh, we've got some great stories in here from people who are part of this church. Let me read this. This is Farshad. Many of you will know him. He said this, God brought me to St. Thomas's at Easter and I know that he brought me here from nowhere. I know that I was dead and came back to life when I was baptised in there at the church. He said, I joined in with Jesus' death and resurrection. I had no Christian background before coming to St. Thomas's but I had friends who followed Jesus. He said, I encountered Jesus here in this place and I've been changed. I've heard God's voice and I know his love. All my life, Jesus has been calling me and St. Thomas's is a place where I have learned to pray, to be loved and to show love to others. He says, I've been renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I've come to realise that a sinner like me can know God's power, grace and forgiveness and be transformed. How amazing is that? Yeah, the beautiful thing is that God calls us to be part of his kingdom work, his resurrection work here on earth. But the reality is it's Jesus who brings back life from death. Jesus speaks to Lazarus and says, Lazarus, come out. The beautiful thing about it is that when we all chip in and helping God do his kingdom work here in this place, we all get to celebrate in it as well. And here's a little bit of a challenge. Maybe some of us actually struggle to celebrate when God is doing something in someone else's life? Do we struggle to celebrate other people? Do we struggle to acknowledge what God is doing in someone else? Perhaps because we're jealous. The power comes from Jesus, but we get to join in his wonderful work here on 
earth. Thirdly, Jesus' life. Lazarus comes out of the tomb, but he's still bound. He's tied up by the grave clothes. Is this a picture of how some of us live our lives today? We're still bound up by things. I wonder if you relate to that. Here's a bandage out my girl's little veterinary set at home. It's usually around one of the rocking horse we've got in the front window. But today it's been dispatched to church for kingdom purposes. Now, this is just a minimal acknowledgement because Lazarus would have been literally tied from foot to head and not only tied up in these strips of linen, but then he would have been wrapped in a white linen cloth tied at the top and the bottom. There was no way he could have escaped. No way whatsoever. But here's the thing. You see how I'm walking? This could go really wrong. I'm going to move away from there. You know, some of us have encountered Jesus in our life. We're living with Jesus, but we're still walking and living this life as though we're wrapped in grave clothes. We're still bound by things. We're restricted. We're not released. We're not living in the freedom that Jesus offers. It may be that you are still stuck in the grave clothes. And Jesus says, take off the grave clothes. Take off the grave clothes. I don't want to be alive and still constrained by this. And we don't have to be. Jesus says, take off the grave clothes. Now, it's easier said than done. (laughs) Take off the grave clothes. And now we can walk in freedom, in fullness, life, in all of its fullness, in abundance, because we're not still wrapped in the grave clothes. Who wants to live life in all of its freedom? If you're still wearing grave clothes today, Today is the day when Jesus says, take off the grave clothes. Amen? Amen. You see, some of us carry around guilt, shame, whatever it is, we're still carrying around things that Jesus doesn't want us to be carrying around. And he says, you don't have to. Take them off. What is it for you? Maybe it's insecurity about something. Maybe some negative words are being spoken over you and you're still living with them and they're festering in you and you cannot seem to get away from them. Jesus says, take off the grave clothes. Maybe it's negative thoughts about yourself. I'm no good, I can't do that. I'll never be able to do that. I'm ugly. No one likes me. I'm beyond this. I'm just down here. What is it for you? Take off the grave clothes. Jesus 
commands it, and make sure that today you do not stumble out with the grave clothes still on. Maybe it's a habit that you've got stuck in, and you know in your heart that you just need to deal with it. Take it off today. Maybe it's a hurt you're carrying. Take it off today. Later on, we're going to receive communion and we'll offer prayer. And if you want to deal with some of these things and just invite others to partner in what God wants to do in your life, then we'd love to pray with you. The glorious thing is Jesus wants to bring us back to life. And there is no better time than today. Try church, beginning of a new term, than to allow Jesus to bring us back to life. And isn't this the gospel message? The story of Lazarus is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what Jesus was doing in raising Lazarus from dead was pointing to himself. He was saying, my own resurrection is to come. And this is the life I'm going to bring. You see, that's why Jesus was so deeply moved. Why he bellowed in the deepest depths of his body. Because his love for his friend Lazarus was so deep. But that is simply a picture of his love for you. Jesus was weeping because he knew that in order for Lazarus to live, he was going to have to die. In order for us to live, Jesus had to die. And if there's one thing I want you all, myself included, to go home with today, it's this, may we know what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ, for us. In sending Jesus to die on a cross, to take on all of the things that confine us, restrict us, limit us, he took on all of that on the cross so that you and I could have life and life in all of its fullness. That's what this story of Lazarus points to, the life that Jesus brings. And Jesus himself, what does he say? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. It's not just about eternity. He wants you to live life in all of its fullness here on planet Earth. Will you allow him today to give you life in all of its fullness? Can I just invite you to stand if you're able?